Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. So yesterday was kind of a classic episode of Fantasy NBA Today where I went into a day, went into the morning even, with a very, what I thought, reasonable plan on what we were going to do that day, and then I decided to detonate it like 20 minutes before the actual show recording, but that's why there's always the next one, and that's today. A lovely Tuesday to you all. Everybody tuning in here, this is Fantasy NBA Today, a sports ethos presentation. I am your host, Dan Bespris, and this is off-season episode number 112. Good Lord. And we're talking about ADP stuff again. Because we need to. It's as simple as that. It keeps shifting. It's on the move. Yahoo's new ranking board is having a profound impact on it. By the way, I think they moved Ja Morant down even farther. I think Ja's now down to 27? Wasn't he 24 or 25? He just keeps getting bumped. That's the little ones. You don't notice those as much unless it's a key player. Most of the stuff, I think, is staying about the same here. Paulo Boncaro is up to 60. Is that higher than he was before? That's pre-rank stuff. That's pre-rank stuff. That's for a different show. Particularly when they actually do a the full teardown like they did a week and a half ago. So today what I want to do, and this will be, uh, I think, a little bit shorter. Yesterday's show was up near 40 minutes again. And remember, once we get to the season, most of the shows are going to be more like 40 to 50 minutes. Because there's just more to go over. Yeah, you talk about the box scores, but a lot of it is what are you taking away from them? Not just, oh, this guy had a big game, but why is it sustainable? There's all these, the discussions are much deeper. And we'll probably start to have uh, some slightly longer shows here as well towards the end of September and then rolling up into the actual start of the season. Uh, We'll have some analysts on the show. They'll give some of their sleeper picks, which I think is yesterday's show was a nice prelude to all of that stuff. I just think back to last year when, uh, I believe it was Ryan Knauss that was on the show from NBC Sports Edge slash Roto World, and he is unquestionably one of the smartest people in fantasy sports, in any fantasy sport, basketball or otherwise, and he was talking about why he liked Desmond Bain as his sleeper pick, and... You know, looking at who are these guys that can get this big usage spike that we're not expecting or percentages spike that we're not expecting, that's a guy where you were like, ah, well, you know, I saw what he did the year before. I wasn't all that impressed by it. But never in our wildest dreams that I think with any of us, I mean, even even those that had him at a re- as a really nice sleeper, they probably didn't have him getting that kind of massive bump. But again, I don't want to get too sidetracked by that stuff. I, 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 my MO is sidetracking, so let's try to avoid that, if at all possible. Uh, welcome to the show, again. I want to talk ADPs today, because there have been some adjustments, and specifically, I want to talk about where guys are moving, not necessarily the most, but just where there's stuff shaking, and... Why there needs to be a discussion on today's show as well uh, of why ADP alone isn't enough and frankly why sometimes it can actually be misleading. 
So let's begin the discussion by taking a look at some of the names that are on the move, most likely as a result of Yahoo's rearranged board. At the top, one of the things I think to really keep in mind is that you're starting to actually see the ADPs solidify more than anything else. Most notably, Giannis at three behind Jokic and Durant, Embiid at four ahead of Luka. He's pretty well established there now. And then Trey Young, Steph, Cat, Tatum, Harden, LaMelo, LeBron. That ADP run is pretty well locked in. And I'd be honestly a little surprised if anybody moved again. When you think about where all of the data... I mean, there's been a lot of drafts now, so the ADP numbers are not like firmly solid. They're still going to move a bit, but it's going to take more to shift them than it might have two, three, four weeks ago. Especially when you consider the fact that Yahoo's pre-ranks have Trey at four, then Steph, Towns, Tatum, Giannis, and Luka at eight and nine. They're the guys that are kind of going against the grain there. Then Harden, LaMelo, and LeBron. So... No surprises there. One of the things that I think is interesting here is that with Yahoo's board, they've got Kyrie, Anthony Davis, DeJounte Murray at 15. So he's a guy we need to be looking at as someone who's been kind of on the move. Dame at 16, he's been pretty well locked in there. So what does that mean for their ADPs? Well, Kyrie is firmly as the first pick of the second round in ADP, but his actual number is 15.5. So we need to actually read a little bit more into that. LeBron at 12 is a guy who you see go earlier than that every once in a while. With Kyrie, there's actually, that's a huge gap between the 12th and 13th names on the list. LeBron's ADP is 12.5. Kyrie's is 15.5. There is no one with an ADP in between those. That's the biggest gap between players perhaps of anyone on the board ooh until you get all the way down into the 30s and even then i think you're just looking at a tie it's like again look at the top jokic to durant is 2.2 nikola the consensus number 1 so durant anybody that doesn't take him too is going to pull him down the board a little bit and then a 1.3 length gap to giannis 0.2 0.3 0.8 0.4 1.5 0. 0.8 1.9 from Tatum to Harden. That's another little gap. But that LeBron to Kyrie gap, that's the biggest, or at least we can say tied for the largest gap on the board until you get to the Siakam Chris Paul gap towards the end of the third round 32.3 and then 35.3. That's pretty wild. Yahoo also does a thing where they list the average round that someone is taken in. So LeBron is like on average taken kind of in the middle of the first round. And Kyrie is on average taken in the second round. So, by the way, which doesn't really make sense. They're just trying to give you an indicator of like where most of his picks come. And Kyrie is just, he never creeps into the first. Those 12 guys go in the first round. And other dudes just don't. Unless you see Dame go at 12. That's it. The largest gap, you got to go way down. DeAndre Ayton to Zion. Ayton's at 37.6. Zion is 41.5. That's almost a gap of four. And then you start to see that come up a couple of times in there. 
Uh, Zach Levine to Chris Middleton is a gap of 3.8. So there's a couple spots there where the, the jump is bigger. But it is pretty incredible and very unusual to see a gap of three in the first 13 names on the board. And then it gets closer again. Kyrie to Dame, 0.8. Dame and Ja right now are tied, although, you know, two, three shows back, we said, oh, Ja Moran will be behind these guys soon enough. And that's going to happen. Ja's down at 16.3. He's just going to keep falling every three days uh, because his pre-rank is now towards the middle of the second round, or, excuse me, uh, early third. Booker, Halliburton at 19.9. He's still inching forward, but his rise has slowed considerably. And I think it's safe to say that he's going to go most likely in that 17 to 21 range. He's in that group now. Donovan Mitchell starting to peel off a little bit. Darius Garland starting to peel off a little bit. We'll see more of that drop off once Yahoo readjusts those names. DeJounte Murray is the next name on the board that I actually want to focus on for a second because his ADP is now back up to 22.5 where he opened very early Pre-ADP data, by the way, his pre-rank was early, but they hadn't released any ADP information yet. Once the ADP stuff come out, he had already moved back into the mid to late 20s on a pre-rank. So right now, his ADP is chasing his pre-rank. This is one of those spots, and a perfect time for us to sort of pause and list. This is where ADP information actually is misleading if you only look at it in the moment. Sometimes I get to these discussions and I kind of wonder how we haven't really had them before. But this is one that we haven't really had in the past because we had these condensed off-seasons that... So two off-seasons back, we didn't really have one at all. The, The playoffs ended in, what, October and then... No, September and then basketball was back by December. That was nuts. That, I might have even been tighter than that. What? Yeah. I think the playoffs ended at like the very end of September. And then October and November were off. And then we had games that counted a couple weeks after that. As opposed to this one where, you know, playoffs were over by mid-June. Then you have the rest of June, July, August, September, and most of October off. Last year, the offseason was condensed by one month, which felt a little shorter But if you're doing a daily podcast, it actually felt a lot shorter. Because we didn't have all of these shows, really. Like, we did the team-by-team review. We had free agency, which was actually more interesting last year. So we had more free agency shows. And then all of a sudden, we were in, like, time to do slow mocks with analysts and ramp up to the season. The whole, basically the whole month of August this year didn't happen last year. It just jumped straight to September. It was crazy. So this year we have this extra downtime, and I think it allows us the opportunity to explore concepts like when is ADP actually not the data you want to use. The only way you can know is by tracking it religiously the way we've been doing. Shout out once again to Andre for putting together Sports Ethos Premium ADP Tracker, which is available in the Draft Guide and the Fantasy Pass. Not for a limited time. For all the time. I have them open right now as we're talking about this stuff. I would recommend you get the Fantasy Pass or a draft guide and open that ADP tracker right now. So, if you're not 
watching this stuff like a hawk, you're not going to know what's going on with a particular player. You can make an educated guess. Yes, you can make an educated guess. But, for instance, with someone like DeJounte Murray, who's actually, he's the picture on the page for for the ADP tracker, uh, we know from watching this stuff that he opened with a pre-rank very early, but that was before ADP data came out. Then his pre-rank dropped two full rounds, ADP data came out, and he was getting drafted in the mid-20s. It was like 25, 26. Then he got adjusted up into the 24-ish range. His ADP only shuffled the smallest bit because it hadn't actually gotten all the way back down where he was ranked for about two weeks. And then he got really rocketed up the board to where he sits now, which is at number 15. And so we're able to now pivot back over to the ADP information and see it at 22.5. If you just came in right now, if you just started looking at pre-rank and ADP data, you'd be able to, I think, I mean, we look, let's give the person enough credit here. Let's say a smart person was just checking in right now. You'd say, okay, well, his pre-rank is ahead of his ADP, so it's probably on the move forward, but by how much? I think it might surprise that person when they check back in a week or two weeks to see that DeJounte Murray's ADP isn't actually going to change that much. And the reason that's the case is because there was a lot of data where he was going at 25 or above. That's a person tuning in right now. That's something that a person tuning in right now would not have seen. They would say, well, his ADP is at 22.5. I don't know how it got there. They wouldn't know. They could make an educated guess. One of a couple of things would have happened. His pre-rank might have been at 23. And so he just got drafted around 23 for a really long time. And then he got adjusted up to 15. And so now that number is starting to move. I think, you know, most folks that just checked in on DeJounte Murray right now, they'd be hard-pressed to guess that he was pre-ranked at like 8, then almost 30, then 24, then 15. Or was it like 21 and then 15? Regardless, that's a really weird path for a guy to take over one month, but it took a blockbuster trade to make it happen. So because of all of that jockeying, and because there was actually a lot of time where he was pre-ranked outside the second round, a week from now, his ADP might just be 21.5, and someone's like, oh, well, look, he's not going all that much earlier. It's not something that I have to worry about all that much, when in reality, it's actually moving about as fast as it possibly can given how much data was already in the bucket on him. What you need to do with a player like DeJounte Murray is you look at the pre-rank, you look at the ADP, you gotta look at mock draft results, and preferably a bunch of them, to find out, is there still reticence among the fantasy community that would stop him from going at 15? And I think the answer is generally yes. That he's probably going, I mean, 15... That's a third pick of the second round if you're just going straight off the board. Kyrie, Anthony Davis, DeJounte Murray. That's not really the way I've seen it go in the last couple of mock drafts. You've seen Dame, Halliburton, Booker. Those types of guys have been able to slide in front of him. 
So he tends to be going, I think, more in that 18 range, which still might be a bit early, but it's not 15. And I know it seems like you're splitting hairs a little bit, 18 or 15, but that's actually a pretty big deal in the first two rounds. By the fourth round, three slots, meh, fairly meaningless. First two rounds, yeah, that still means something. So through the magic of pre-rank, ADP, and mock drafts, you're able to get a much better idea of where a player like that is actually going. What's the fear element? How far up the board is his ADP going to go? If this thing went on forever, if we could extrapolate that line to infinity, the the asymptote for DeJounte Murray is probably going to be around 18. I don't think he's going to go much earlier than that because there is going to be enough apprehension that moves him down the board behind, like we said, guys like Dame and Halliburton and Paul George sometimes and maybe Demonis Sabonis. It's not going to be Donovan Mitchell anymore or Booker, stuff like that. So that's one of those instances where ADP is actually misleading. And why it's so important to be paying attention to it long before you actually just sort of parachute in a month before your draft. Which I know real... I mean, I'm fully aware that that sentence means you have to pay attention to fantasy basketball the entire offseason. You don't have to do it yourself. You just give us 28 minutes a day. We'll do it for you. That's what these offseason shows are for. I know it's hard to hunker down and stare at fantasy basketball when there isn't going to be a game for months. I'll do it. I will wear it. I'll take that hit. I just need you guys to kind of come with me for the journey here on the pod. Easy peasy, right? All you got to do is ride along. Anyway, moving along the board, a couple other ADP tidbits on this one. Um, very interested to see what happens with Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. Not much changed so far since the trade because the pre-ranks are pulling their names up the board while many folks are drafting them later. It's balancing out right now, so they're not moving as fast as we damn well know they will. Now, if you plopped your way into a Yahoo Pro League right now, you might just get lucky and land in one where those guys go at 21 and 22 or 22 and 23. Great, that pushes some guys farther down the board that you can snap up. But if you drop into a competitive league, they're not going to go that early right now. Folks are going to completely ignore the pre-ranked board, and you should too. Paul George at 22.4, that's a, a bit later for him. He's been sliding a tad. Bam Adebayo is still going relatively early. Same with Sabonis. Jimmy Butler at 24.4. He's another guy who's on the slide right now. Remember, there was a stretcher where he was up in that 18 range. His ADP's now... Outside the second round. Anthony Edwards has moved all the way up to 26.4, so there's been a very quick readjustment based on his new pre-rank of 25, and he was a guy that's been going earlier than his pre-rank the whole way through. Kawhi dropping. He's at 26.8. Terrific. Rudy Gobert generally dropping. DeMar DeRozan dropping. Remember, he was inside the, the... Although, here's the thing with DeMar. I, pause that one for a second. His ADP is 27.7. He's still pre-ranked 21, but he's not really getting there. I don't know that he will. 
I think DeMar, you can put him in the DeJounte Murray category. It's it's much less substantial of a thing, but he's a guy who's bouncing around right now, and it's not even that clear what direction he's moving. He might just be a guy who actually goes more like 25 to 27 as opposed to 21. Freddie Van Vliet, he's uh, at 30 in ADP right now. His pre-rank actually is still at 26. Public doesn't like him. Old man squad might. Beal at 30, he keeps falling, and he should. Shea at 30, Siakam at 32, Chris Paul all the way down to 35, which is right where his pre-rank is. 35.3 is his ADP. Jalen Brown, Cade Cunningham, Robert Williams now, ADP of 36.6, which parallels his 36 pre-rank. Vooch at 37, DeAndre Ayton at 37.6. All of this stuff is relatively predictable. I think we'll see Drew, Drew Holiday move up the board ever so slightly. And then you've got the young guys. That's probably the other thing that needs to be at least briefly analyzed here on the ADP portion of the proceedings. Uh, Paolo Boncaro's ADP is up to 71.6. He was always going to go earlier than his first pre-rank was. Now Yahoo has actually jumped over the mark. And... Uh, He'll probably just go even sooner. That one's going to just keep rolling in that in that same direction. Um, Tobias Harris, not a super interesting one, but he's falling on the ADP side. Jalen Brunson at 80. Jalen Green at 80. Those guys are on the rise. Keldon Johnson's on the rise. Alper and Sengun, ADP up to 87. Pre-rank much higher than that. That's just going to keep moving as well. His pre-rank is at 69. So what you need to do now, now that you've seen where... I mean, look, like these late-round ADPs, I'm just not that interested in at this moment because that's still going to bounce far between now and when we have our drafts a month from now. So I, I don't want to spend too much podcast time on this. And even as I'm talking about it, I'm thinking, this is not really... So I hope you guys tuned that out because that was... It's just not that important right now. But what you want to do is just take note, just for a moment, take note of where some of these guys are going, if only so that you can check back and figure out where they're going later. Thanks to our fantastic uh, ADP tracking tool, we can see where guys are moving. The biggest shifts over the last couple of weeks, uh, Kawhi Leonard falling like a boulder pretty remarkable stuff how far he's gone Kawhi, one of the biggest drops jimmy butler one of the biggest drops over the last week uh julius randall has been falling and rightfully so scotty barnes jared allen cade big time on the rise as is anthony edwards as is Dejounte murray as is tyrese halliburton miles turner believe it or not He's one of the big risers, maybe because he's still on Indiana. Terry Rozier, Desmond Bain, Yusuf Nurkic, Clay Thompson, Mikael Bridges. These guys are all on the rise. Michael Porter Jr. falling. Paolo Boncaro, biggest risers. You guys want to know the biggest risers in ADP over the last couple of weeks? The ones where guys kind of came out of nowhere and are now right in the crosshairs. Biggest one is Isaiah Jackson. He's jumped 40 slots over the last couple of weeks. 
Alperen Sengun, 21. Franz Wagner, 21 slots. Devin Vassell, 17. Herb Jones actually has been climbing. He's jumped 22. Jalen Smith, 27. And then guys like Nicholas Claxton, more like around. Gary Trent Jr., about one round. Evita Zubats, for some reason, is a guy that actually moved up the board a bunch. Jalen Brunson and Jalen Green, along with, as we mentioned, Paolo Boncaro. Isaiah Hartenstein, oddly, on the rise as well. Emmanuel Quickly, Quentin Grimes, guys on the Knicks, got pushed up the board when it looked like maybe they were going to make a trade, but that didn't happen. Some of the stuff we should be watching out for moving forward, Colin Sexton, Larry Markkinen, those guys are going to be risers here in the next little bit. You will likely see Donovan Mitchell start to slip and Darius Garland start to slip, although it has not happened yet. What a fun tool this is. Now you know. I mean, this this tells you who's going where over a one, two-week stretch. Whose numbers are changing and how much? Biggest fallers? Kawhi's not the biggest. JJJ is one of the biggest. Lonzo, Malcolm Brogdon, Kyle Lowry has fallen like a stone. Same with Gordon Hayward. Old injured players. Brooke Lopez falling hard. That one's a little bit surprising. Norman Powell, less surprising. He was ranked too high to start this thing off. I don't know what spurred this Kyle Lowry drop-off. He's the same big-butted point guard, not changing year over year. Malcolm Brogdon was just, people thought he was going to do more on the Celtics. I don't know what the hell that was all about. And then with JJJ, like, I don't, he was getting drafted way too early for a guy that was seemingly unlikely to start the year healthy anyway. So those are your big ADP bouncers, and we'll do this again at least once a week um, because it does give you an indication of what's happening, whether it sort of rolls with the pre-rank against it or something else altogether. The Alperin Schengen one, all that's all these young guys that were jumping, that was all a reflection of Yahoo adjusting their, their pre-rank board because those are guys that just got forgotten about in some drafts, and now they just won't be anymore. Like, some of the time, they just didn't get drafted. And so that, you know, they might have gotten drafted at 80 nine times in a row, and then in the 10th draft, they were so far down the board, everybody just forgot to scroll that far, and so they just, like, didn't get drafted. So you put in 80 nine times, and then you drop in, like, 150 or 60. That has a pretty big impact, even if it's only one time out of 10. All right, it's ramp-up time. Coming up here in the next little bit, uh, we're going to get some shows going with guests. That's going to be really fun. That probably won't be as soon as tomorrow, but it's coming up pretty soon. We'll get the slow mock draft with industry folks, and we will tweet out picks as they happen. So definitely do follow me on Twitter, at Dan Bespris, D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. I would also like to do a little thing here that's Twitter-related uh, that, that kind of extends as a tendril from today's podcast. And I want to put the question out to you guys. You don't have to necessarily just tweet me out of the blue. I'll, I'll try to remember to actually send this tweet out as I'm as the show is releasing. Uh, but it's a question based on ADP. I'm curious how you all utilize this information. If it's similar to what I've been doing, different tweaks on it that are close. 
I really do think that this, like, there's no, there's no perfect way to utilize all this information. There's no, there's no perfect way, but there's, it's like cooking a dish. You got to add the right amount of each. ADP is a really important thing for understanding how the public, how there's differences between public opinion than the Yahoo big board. And then, but, uh, you know, ultimately, and we'll probably end up doing a show on this, maybe that'll be tomorrow, how does the actual draft room view impact how players go? And it's just like, that's why ADP's where they are. That's why it moves towards the Yahoo pre-ranks. I, I, I know that the inclination there, once again, is to look at it and say, come on, we're, like, we're good enough to scroll down the board and find the players that we want. But it's that damn timer. Plays tricks on your head. All right, half an hour show is enough for today. We'll, we'll put the pin in this one at 30 minutes. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. I'm Dan Baspers. Please do go get a fantasy pass or a draft guide. It powers the locomotive. It's the only thing I ask you to pay for all season long. Also, don't you want the damn Brewski 150? The most dominant list in the history of fantasy basketball, like 15 years running, all the way back from his time at Roto World? The B-150, man, that's the that's worth the price of admission all by itself. And then you get all these other amazing things. This ADB tracker is such a cool new tool we've got this year. So excited to do a show on it almost every week. And I know what you're thinking. Do I really need to get, do I need to buy this if you're going to talk about it? And the answer is absolutely. Because I'm not going to talk about every single player. There's going to be guys in there that you want to know how they're doing. I'm not just going to read off their numbers. Go to sportsethos.com. And sign up now. Again, follow me on Twitter at Dan Vespers. We're going to do some stuff on this one uh, post show. This is Fantasy NBA Today Overtime or whatever we're going to jack from Bill Maher here. D A N B E S B R I S or just Google search Dan from Hoopball. Sports Ethos is E T H O S at Ethos Fantasy BK if you want to follow the fantasy feed for basketball. Uh, and shout out once again to our baseball and our football guys. Just crushing it all season long. So excited to have two other major sports being covered and we'll have a fantasy hockey show coming this year yep you heard it it's happening very cool we'll get all four of the uh the big four going i'm dan basperis this was tuesday's edition we'll talk to you guys again tomorrow so long everybody